What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome. Pat Radio Host here. Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You, airing live on 93.3 no. The Beat. The what? What is that? I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like something a radio channel would that be. That sounds like a real radio channel. It should be. 93 The Beat. If anybody works for a radio station and wants me to do like the intro, let me yeah. know. Yeah. I would love to do he that. He would be good. You have a good voice. I have a good voice for radio. And face. Yeah, there we go. What day is it? Today is Tuesday. Okay. Our whole um, compass is thrown off. We were we traveled this past weekend to go see some family, do some fun things. Yeah. Um, and we thought we were going to come back on Sunday. We ended up just coming back on Monday, extending for another day. Yeah. Well worth it while we were there, but now getting back into the swing of things for work and it's like I don't even know what day it and everything. Is. Yeah. It's like what day is it? Yeah, and um, it's also a short, weird work week for us. Well, for me, because I'm going to a bachelor party this weekend. Yeah, I'm leaving for that on Thursday. So yeah, but yeah, this weekend we were up in um, we were up in Connecticut from Saturday to Sunday. We were up there with some of my my family. My niece had a lacrosse game that we went to, and then we did just a night um, up there with some of my siblings and their kids. It's so funny. I had people reach out, and they were like, wait, you're at Quinnipiac? Like, I went there. I'm an alum from there. It's just funny. I was like, yeah. every time I go to some wherever, there's mm. always somebody that's like from there or went there. Yeah, it's really kind of funny, and I know you get way more like messages and DMs than I do, but this weekend, I like shared something on my story saying that we were in Connecticut, and I got a bunch of replies, like people saying like, oh my goodness, where are you? You're going to go yeah. right by where I live, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's it was just really cool. I feel like that's the part of like whatever this whole community that we're building that I would love <clears throat> to find out how to like take, like get better involved with, like... Oh, we're going here. Who wants to meet up? Or we're going here. Who wants to do something? It would just yeah. be like, I mean, we'd obviously have to like worry about like, you know, getting kidnapped and whatever, but. By telling people where we are? No, no, no. Just by like randomly connecting with strangers yeah. in that way. Well, that's why we don't really share where we are. Yeah, we usually either. share after, but. Yeah. So it was fun. And then you guys probably saw on Julia's Instagram, um, we went to New York for a night. Yeah, we were in New York. We just, I mean, we drove right by there to get to Connecticut and by there to get back. So we were like, let's just spend the night. Mm-hmm. Um, took Pat to, when I was in LA, we went to Kazunori. Michelle took me there. And I was like, this is so good. So I w- I've been talking about it for a week, trying to take Pat there because it's just, it's like a hand roll sushi place. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a sister to Sugarfish, if you've ever had that, which is just supposed to be like the most premium sushi. So mm. it was... I mean, I I love it. Yeah, it's it's not, it was not how I thought it was gonna be. First off, it's almost like like fast food in how it's like you walk in, you stand in a line. There's no like reservations. There's no hosts. You just like when you get to the front of the line, you say how many there are of you, and then it's just bar seating. Yeah. So that's only it's a like bar. a quick thing. Yeah. You sit down, you order, like you give them your piece of paper with what you want, and then they just bring it out, you eat, and they like kind of get you in and out really quick. It's like a limited menu, but the sushi, the fish yeah, is the, so good. Like yeah, it is it was, maybe the best sushi type of fish that I've ever had. Yeah, it was really good. 
and like Julia said, like they're all like the hand rolls and like the seaweed that they're wrapped in was like crunchy Crunchies. and the rice so was warm and then the fish and so all the fresh. other. Yeah, it was just so good and so fresh. And Yeah, so we it, went it, there for dinner. Yeah, we were in and out in 30 minutes. I know. Well, we waited in line for like 30 minutes and then we yeah. ate for 30 minutes. Yeah. But it's a quick thing, but it's it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so worth it. Yeah, and it's actually like like reasonably priced. Like it's a high-end mm-hmm. uh like branded high end and like when you're inside like it's dark with dim lighting and a cool experience but i think for like the two of us it was under 60 dollars, right and that includes tip and everything which is um like a really cheap um meal anywhere let alone at a place like that yeah and we both had a glass of um one of their sakis which was Mm -hmm. really good which we don't normally drink but in that setting we're like let's just do it yeah it was good yeah, it was really good. So, so uh, a recommendation for New York if you guys like sushi, go there. And you can. I, I was dressed up because we were just in New York, and it's been a while since I've dressed up. But also, you could go in like sweats or whatever. Like it's just kind of like yeah, you could do either, especially because you're in New York. Yeah, there was definitely kind of a mixture there. I feel like it was a lot of people on dates, but I don't. Obviously, I don't know that. I felt like it was a lot of like after work people too. Yeah, and we we did go kind of early. Um. But yeah, like some people were really dressed up. You were really dressed up. Yeah. I think like I had jeans on and whatever, the jacket, but it wasn't like I wasn't super dressed up. But then there were other people that were in like sweatpants. So yeah. So we did that for dinner and then spent the night um, and then we came back Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of our favorite things and I don't know, this is like really new for Julia, like learning to like love the mornings, Um, like in (sighs) New York, waking up. Like, I just feel like, and so we woke up on Monday. So there's like a lot of hustle and bustle around the city. A lot of people doing their thing, going to work. We walked by kids going to school Mm -hmm. and it was nice for us to be able to like, I don't know, we went, sat and had coffee and I don't know, I feel like so much of our life and probably a lot of people's life is getting like coffee to go. We got coffee for there. So we like sat down, had coffee. We had a croissant. Like you kind of like look out the window and watch people go by and then we were like, okay, what do you want to do now? And I was like, let's just walk around. So we actually walked like ridiculously far. Yeah. Um, we walked to the water. Um, it was like pretty nice out, pretty mm-hmm. sunny, at least in the morning until we got home. It was pretty sunny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just like spent the morning there and it was nice to, to do that. Yeah, it was nice to be able to like go do stuff. I yeah. don't know. I feel like that's one thing that we miss about where we currently live. Like, yeah. We feel like we don't Being do able much. to walk and just kind of like see what happens, see what yeah. we're going to do. Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, obviously, you guys, we said that we were going to Florida for the month and mm-hmm. like next week, I think. I'm yeah, next Thursday. More than excited looking out my window right now and seeing that it's 50 degrees and cloudy and it's been that way for like what seems like a year. So, yeah. Yeah. We had a couple days where we were like teased with really nice weather, like on the beach with no shoes on weather. It's been and it was so like 70. Shitty. It wasn't like that amazing. But yeah, it's just like since then, since they teased us with that, it's just been like back into and, winter depression. So yeah, so yeah, we're we're ready for the sun. Yeah, last week I think we talked about our upcoming trip down to Florida. We're really excited about that. Um, I think last week we also talked about just some things going on with together. Hopefully, you guys saw all that shared on our stories, on our feeds, everything with Rachel Kirkconnell and Girl Wonder and just some of the other partnerships coming on board there. Um, just an exciting month 
a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. So, um, okay. Anything else? What's the show that you've been watching that I keep uh, starting episodes with you? Well, speaking of shows, did we ever talk about that Will Smith thing? Because yesterday oh. I saw on TikTok and it was like Jim Carrey talking to like the news about how much he was like so disappointed, which was weird coming from Jim Carrey, but he was like such a disgrace, like but like made me thinking that it was more real. Mm. Me and you have been having a debate whether we think it's real or not. Pat yeah. thinks that the whole thing was fake. I know this is like long news. We won't harp on this for a while, but I just, was, yeah. I saw it on TikTok and I was like, interesting. Yeah. Did you know that the Grammys were on Sunday? I did while they were going on. <laughs> but have you like seen much? No. That's why I think the slap was staged. What? Why? Because everybody after the Oscars were talking about the Oscars. It was all over the news. Have you heard anything about the Grammys? No. Therefore, like they have but to But even do if these- it was staged, it was only staged between like two people. Yeah. Like a lot of the celebrities didn't know. Like even no, if they didn't it was- tell us. No, no. Whatever producers, whatever part of the crew knew. It's Obviously, weird. Will I don't Smith, know. Chris Rock knew. He's getting so much hate. You know, like, yeah, but he's also getting a ton of love. A lot of people are saying that's like what it should look like standing up for your man or standing up for your woman, your wife. You shouldn't. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. There's a lot of people are like the Oscars should have escorted him out. Yeah. There's that's why it was fake. There's a lot of conversation going on about like that instance, but also like still talking about how do they get approval from some producer? It's like when Jim Carrey was talking about he's like so many people work their entire lives to be getting an an oscar and they finally get it and it's just overseen by now this thing like yeah it's crazy i don't know so i saw that on tiktok and i was like either way if it's real or fake it's just like yeah can we not do that i don't know i mean yeah i think the whole obviously like you never want to see violence you never want to see something like that be the lead story you never want to like it shouldn't be about that there are a lot of conversations still being had still being talked about and it does really overshadow a lot of like i don't know that's the pinnacle of a lot of people's career is like winning an oscar right like yeah that is and a lot of you're right a lot of it was or being nominated or anything or just yeah overshadowed by that incident yeah um the show i'm watching well we are watching but i'm really watching because pat falls asleep Mm -hmm. pieces of her I actually yes. don't know if I'm like, I think I turned it off. I'm yeah, not well, la- last night on the episode, you were like, I'm not sure I'm into this. And then you yeah. were just kind of like, maybe I'll turn it off. It's weird. It's just not hooking me like I want it to. Yeah. And I haven't heard enough people talk about it where yeah. if other people were like, oh, it gets, oh, it gets better. Oh, this keeps it's going. It's not like, boring. Really good. No, it's not boring. But it's almost like too much. Like there's a lot yes. going on within the first couple episodes. Yeah. And you're like, this is only going to go downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. I don't so. know. I would say if you need something new, try and watch it because there's a lot that goes on. But I don't know. I'm not like in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. We're. I think we're only what? Three episodes. We in, also so started like... The Circle, but we haven't. We watched one episode, two episodes. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone was talking about The Circle and I'm just like, this is well, it's you... all of what's bad about social media, in my opinion. And I'm like, yeah. I don't like that. It's the complete opposite of Love is Blind. Love is Blind. You don't get. You like, don't you get just to see to anybody. I know, but you get to base it off of like what, off of a picture, pictures, yeah. and like what's written in their bio. It's like what's written, like writing, all of the. It's like judging a book by its cover completely. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anyway, so yeah. I'm not a big fan. Yep. Okay. Well, 
Oh. <laughs> well, as you guys know, this is one of our favorite episodes every month. The first episode of the month, we do our advice column. Um, I don't know. I think we might have to like rebrand our podcast more focused on like not solely, but about relationships because that, that is so much that we talk about. Well, so many people ask. And yeah, that's what so many people reach out to us about um, relationship advice and Guys, what you see on the gram isn't always the case. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. We So Julia posted this TikTok yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah, while we were out at breakfast, we so we went, we had coffee and of course, like I said, we were, you know, kind of relaxing, soaking it all in, but of course creating content. Mm -hmm. So Julia filmed this thing, posted the TikTok about like relationship advice. So we were like sitting like what should the advice be? And we started talking about how I need to be careful about how I word this because I don't want it to sound like I'm bored or we're bored. But like so much of relationships are boring. Like you spend so much time just like sitting on the couch, sitting mm -hmm. around each other. Like there's and, you know, a lot of that is good. A lot of that is fun. A lot of that is like expected. But I think for like newer relationships that like the bored pieces. Yeah. A lot of times end a relationship because people have this expectation that you're never well, it's bored or it's I, never like talked about. When I posted it, there was a big response. I yeah. mean, it, it wasn't like a viral video by any means, but it, like a lot of people, whether they were followers or not, commented, they're like, oh my God, thank you for talking about this. Mm -hmm. Or like, I thought it was just me or like, I didn't know what to do. And it's like, anything you're thinking is happening to other people. Yeah, and somebody like, else. That is just what the whole point of it was, is like, nothing is taboo in life. Like, mm -hmm. literally, the word taboo is, like, nothing is. Like, yeah. if you're thinking it, somebody else is in your in the same spot, most likely. Like, yeah. so I just was, like, and we have been talking about just, you know, a lot of things mm. recently have made our relationship kind of boring. Like, where we live. Like, there's, yeah. it's not, like, me and you. It's just, like, you know, it's things that we're doing in our life. We're focused on work, and work is boring sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. we're not living in a place that's fun. We don't have a, fr a lot of friends, like, around where we live. So, like we feel bored and then it makes our relationship seem boring. So I just wanted yeah. to put it out there like you're going to get bored and like that was just a big thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And our on the TikTok, like you mentioned that and then you said like the advice is to like be willing to talk about it. Like say to your spouse, your partner, whoever it is, your significant other, like things are getting a little boring. Yeah. How do you feel? What do you think? Yeah. Like, like are what you feeling the do? same way? And I think that was kind of a little bit of our like motivation to do this trip to Florida. Mm -hmm. Like obviously our living arrangement has been a big topic of conversation and we're like where we are right now, we are feeling a little bit bored. We are so we're like let's just change it up. Let's it from the time we had the idea to go to Florida for a month to that like we had the idea it took us like less than 24 hours to like book it and yeah. just be like fuck it, we're going. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which we do with a lot of our trips too. Yeah, and we like... have the flexibility, but I also think like with anybody's life, once you start talking like, hey, I'm kind of getting this, bored, we're doing yeah. this, like I'm tired of this always, like, you know, that there, that conversation can be relieving and good things can come out of it. Yeah. Which leads back to just communicating and talking, which sometimes is boring too. And sometimes we don't even feel like we want to do that. Yeah. Definitely. It's like, oh, do we have to talk about this? Like, I don't really want to talk about it. I just yeah. kind of want to let it sit with my thoughts and me like stir mm -hmm. and get angry just get mad at the world <laughs> get like depressed you get mad at yeah. me so 
All right, well, let's dive in, shall we? This is the, did we say what this episode was? The monthly advice? Yeah, so this mo- this episode is, um, like I said four minutes ago that Julie Kay. forgot that this episode is our <laughs> cool. monthly advice column. Is this like not all the way up? I don't know what's happening with that. You can pull it up a little bit. I think mine's all the way. Mine might do. Oh. Um, okay, so I'm going to read the first couple here. This person wrote in, I just broke up with my partner of almost three years, and they're acting happier than ever. I can't seem to heal. What should I do? Okay, first things first. What you just said is they're acting happier than ever. Yeah. What do you mean? You're seeing them on social media, and they're acting so happy. They're doing this. They're doing that. Guess what? It's fake. (laughs) Yeah. It's fake. Yeah, I think a lot of times when people- I mean, depending on the reason you broke up. Yeah, like it's probably fake they're probably also feeling but that's not like the question is not about that obviously it's what do i it's what do i do to heal and um we've had this conversation a little bit recently uh i feel like with maybe a few different people and our advice has been like two-sided like you've got to figure out how you heal yourself and that means if you're like you know doing something or what I think this person, like where you took it, was like seeing them act happier. Like where are you well, that seeing kind of them? Makes them feel yeah that you've got to get like wherever you're seeing them act happy. Like remove yourself from that. Like if you're seeing them on social media, yeah, block them. If you're seeing them at this one spot, don't go there. And not like don't always have to unblock them for or have them blocked forever. You don't always have to avoid that place forever. But like while you're still going through this healing, like separate yourself like don't let that person still have that control over you that helps and then the second thing that we always have we've been saying recently is like you've got to find ways to put yourself back out there like don't be afraid to go meet new people don't be afraid to go on more dates go on whatever like you have to move on Mm -hmm. like it, it just comes down to you doing it yeah and i think the best way to do that is go on dates It's funny just saying, like you saying go on dates because I think a lot of people would say like, oh, I'm not ready for this or, oh, I don't want to do this or like, oh, this, this, you know, and it's like, tell the story of your cousin or whatever. Well, I think a lot of people, the reason that they like struggle with like the move on is because what you had, like the person who wrote this in, they were with their uh, partner for three years, then they broke up. Now they're trying to figure out how to heal and move on. Mm -hmm. They romanticize so much about those three years. Like all they think about is like the good parts. I missed this. He was so cute. She did this. I love this. When in reality, you broke up for a reason. And that's more what you need to like harp on to help yourself move on. Mm -hmm. And then another like mental block is when you're trying to move on, you compare everybody to where you were with your last partner. So... Let's say we broke up. I'm out trying to find new people. I'm saying I met this person today or a week ago, and I'm trying to compare what you and I had for being together seven years. It's like you're not going to be able to compare that. So, like, you you need to, um, like, take it back to, like, how did I how do I feel at day one? Take it one day at a time. Do I see a future with this? Or did I like day one with this person? Yeah, it was good. Great. Let me go on date number two. Like, those, whatever. Yeah. And I think... Ultimately, what happens when you start to do those things is you stop thinking that love is so far away. Mm -hmm. 
people think, oh, it took me three years to get to there to that point with them, and then we broke up. It's going to take me three more years to get, to, and it's like that's just not the case. And the example that Julia just said to me to bring up, I actually have two cousins that were both in very long relationships. Like it was two male cousins that were in relationship with females. So both of my cousins brought their girlfriends like around the family. Like everybody just kind of assumed they were going to get married. Both sets. Both broke up. Both within like seven months after breaking up were married again. Mm -hmm. Were, Were married to somebody completely new and different. And what it was was them realizing, look, all that time I spent with the previous, the ex, was not wasted. But if I put myself out there more and more and find somebody then you realize how quickly you can find and build love again and it can take different shapes. Well, I think it's also just like you have to separate those two. Like I think a lot of people still their mentality is like, oh, you broke up with this person. You dated them for four years and you're already in a relationship. It's been two months and it's like, Mm. okay, but you're not thinking of it like objectively, I feel like. And like when you break up with somebody, you break up for a reason. Yeah. And you shouldn't be like – Oh, I, unless you're not ready. But a lot of times people break up because it's not the right person. And then they maybe end up organically finding somebody that they're interested in. And they have these mental blocks because they were in a relationship when really like you got you guys broke up. And if you're ready and like you feel like this person might have the things the other person didn't have, then like what is the mental block? Like, yeah, it could be this person that's the right person for you. And I feel like a lot of people are just like, oh, like that's so weird. Like you fall so easily. Are you this? And it's like actually no mm-hmm. you broke up for a reason and now you're moving on and you might find this amazing person and if you let the block in your mind of the societal like norms then you won't move on so yeah it's yeah. just like i think a lot of people do find that next person a lot sooner than maybe what people think is like normal yep so yeah no i completely agree um, um all right yeah Let's not go too yeah. too long on that one because that that is I mean it's a whole topic. Yeah, a lot to talk about there. Here's a nice quick one for you. I just found out I'm the side piece. What do I do next? Does that just mean like you're the you're like a like this person's cheating on their girlfriend with you yeah. or whatever? Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh you should probably not do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think this, I don't know, this is one of those examples where it's like we get so many of these things written in and we want to ask a million questions. We want to have more details. Yeah. But I think everybody, maybe not no everybody. No one wants to be a side But piece. nobody wants to be a side piece. Nobody yeah. wants that. Like, what do I do next? You move on. Like, yeah. get yourself out of there. Like, there's no right You just found about out. That. Obviously, you're like, ugh. Or like you're hurting or like it's like yeah and I, like finding that out you're not sucks. like Woo! i don't know how long you guys were together and i'm doing air quotes with together because there were other people involved and yeah. like but yeah find your way to move out because like move out move on if you're the side piece what are you gonna think when you become if you think you become the main one like he or she isn't gonna have other side pieces again mm-hmm. like i don't know i think for me like the paranoia and the anxiety around always thinking that yeah like sorry no and you found out they didn't tell you they're not like up front like hey just to let you know like i'm not just in this with you i have other people like they're not being honest about it so it's like that 
right? I mean, yeah, that yeah. makes them not an honest person and it's like. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that it's not like for you, you're going to feel the pain of like grief and ending the relationship and moving on. Yeah, because on. for you, it felt like a because, real yeah, one. It felt like you were yeah. the main, you weren't the side the piece, main you were piece. the main piece, <laughs> you were the entree. Yeah. But, so that doesn't mean you're not going to feel pain, but you know the steps you need to take and that's move on. Yeah. Okay. So here's one that is not relationship oriented. Um I'm 19 years old. I feel lost in life, and my dad is no longer going to pay for college. I need some adult adult advice. Okay. Are you? I guess you're in college, and mm-hmm. now you need to find the money to like finish paying for college. Yeah. Ugh, that sucks to be like cut off like that. Yeah. I don't know, like the circumstances or the reason, but. Mm-hmm. Um. You got to yes. get your priorities, I guess. Like, what's important is, like, if college is the most important thing, then, like, now you have to figure out how you can do that while maybe working to pay off some of the bills. Like, you, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think, one, there's, like, social aspects of this that, like, Julie and I can talk about. Like, some of the actual, like, how do you fi- actually financially pay for college without your mm-hmm. dad's support? Like, I'm sure you can Google find things out there that are you know, plenty of people who struggle to pay for college and end up finding ways to pay for college, whether mm-hmm. that means, you know, getting a work study program at school or, you know, an additional loan, a bigger student loan or whatever the options, getting a job, um, yeah. definitely ways to figure that out. I think that's obviously more of like a straightforward answer. I think the hard is obviously, you know, how you're feeling right now is probably pretty pretty shitty Mm -hmm. um feeling lost in life at 19 though i will say is very very common yeah yeah um that is something that like julia and i both relate with that feeling at that point in our life like each of us as individuals we weren't together then like the feeling of being lost what the hell am i gonna do where is my life going like you're not alone with that um yeah you're just so continue young. on your path, learn, grow everything you can. Like what's for you will come for you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the, the, I don't know exactly what like the detail is. Your dad not paying for college anymore. I know. I was going to say maybe like have a conversation with him, but I don't know. Obviously that happened for a reason. So it's like, I don't know that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And also like give yourself some credit. 19 years old in college like understanding that like you are in a position way better than a lot of people um to get to where you are right now and although these challenges ahead of you right now may feel huge how are you going to pay for college you feel lost how's this how's that like you're gonna figure it out yeah you've gotten to where you are already trust yourself like have some confidence in yourself that you are going to figure it out you're going to have to push through there are going to be times where you feel lost we all feel that way i'm 34 and julia knows i still feel lost a lot with life but yeah you will be able to persevere yeah i hope that was a good answer um that kind of answers this other one just saying i'm a month from graduating college and have no idea what i want to do with my life slash no job 
Yeah. Isn't it like it's, super hard to get a job out of college? Like, right? Yeah. So it's funny. I, um, maybe not funny. You it's one of those that. things that I say. It's like, it's fucking, funny. It's never funny. It's never it's funny. It's never as funny. My life is not funny. I'm not a funny person. Stop <laughs> saying it's funny. Um, but it's funny. Yeah. I recently did a, uh, like a networking panel, um, at where I went to college. And it was a networking panel for um, students wondering about like after college careers. And so many of the questions were around, how should I do this? What should I do? I want to try this, but I'm not sure. I'm getting people who were seniors, like I'm still not sure coming down to the final couple months here. And it, it was interesting because, so the panel that I was on had, I guess there were five of us and it was I was the youngest and then there was I don't know a guy maybe 10 years older than me a guy a few years older than him so the us three were still working and then there were two guys that were retired that I would say maybe the one guy maybe was mid-70s and the other guy was late 60s and the two older guys both worked at their jobs for like 40 years built you know, great reputations, moved their way up, retired. And um, like that was kind of their advice, which given the time of when they went to college and like work, life, balance, all that back then, like their advice for the time for them was great. Mm -hmm. And then the two guys that were a little older than me kind of saw a little bit more of a mixture. They were like, you know, this is my third career I'm in and I'm blah, blah, blah. And then me being the youngest, I was like, I've been out of college for um, 12 years, and I've had eight different careers already. Yeah. And so much I think of, if I was coming out of college right now, like the best advice that I would give myself is like, you're not going to know, but keep trying to figure it out. Yeah. And it's okay to change careers. It's okay to try a job, do it for three months, hate it find something else and move on. Yeah. And like, you know, even talking to like our parents about that, that that's such a different like perspective than like traditional, the, you know, some of the generations before us, like that's not how they like thought you have about to pick career. One and you have to stay in it. Yeah. And there's, you know, like so much conversation now about like, why do we make college kids pick a career that they're going to do for the rest of their life when they're still babies and have no experience? Like, the changing like landscape on that and the way i think of it is like you're gonna find more things that you don't like than you are that you do like mm -hmm. so try as many things as quickly and as you know as much as you can yeah. and out of all of those things some things are gonna like shape up you're like wow i actually do love this part or i love doing this i hate doing like and the things that you like will blossom and like then in 10 years, then you'll be able to say, okay, I want to do this for the mm -hmm. long run. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, I think that answers like a lot of these questions. A lot of them are like about college, but. Mm. um, It's funny because it's the. It's funny. Damn it. I said it again. <laughs> well, just looking at like, you know, the, the time of the year right now, a lot of. Yeah. People that sure. are writing in that are college kids looking for. um you know, internships or yeah. looking at, you know, graduating here soon. Yeah, that's true. Like, what do I do? And like, that's on everybody's mind right now. Yeah. 
Um, how can you make sure you're showing your significant other love that they deserve? It's mm. a good question. Let's hear your answer on that one. That they deserve? Ugh. Well, I, for me, I think of our love languages and like, yeah, I don't think I'm always the best at this, but I think like figuring out your significant other's love language and doing more things that they will appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like a lot of times you think what they want is what you want and it's usually not. It's usually something different. For example, Pat's number one love language is physical touch and that's my last. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times like I will like do things to him to, th- to help him but they're not anything to do with physical touch. Like that's like what he loves the most. Yeah. Um, Cause for me, mine is like words of affirmation. I mean, we, you do the same thing, you know, yeah, like, of course. I think it's just kind of figuring out like what type of love they want to receive and giving them that. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think we did a whole episode talking about like love languages. I like and some episode. of those, um, like different tests it's that so you helpful. can take. It, it is really helpful. It's really insightful. You could just Google love. And I think we were kind of like doubtful going into it. And then we did it and we're like, wow, how did this thing tell us? Like it put into words what we already knew, but we couldn't explain to each other. Yeah. And we didn't know. Yeah. I mean, what do you mean we already knew? Like I. Like I knew I liked being touched. I know I liked holding hands. I know. But I don't know how to like, how do I articulate that? And then I do these, the love languages and it's like. Your number one love language is physical touch. This means yeah. you like this and this. And well, then you're and like, for oh, me well, to that, know that makes about sense. You. Yeah. And I think it takes it from like just me saying, oh, I like this to like, no, this is actually a lot of other people's experience and like makes yeah. it like legitimizes it a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. This is a good question. Okay. And I don't even know if I have an answer. How to make new friends in your late 20s. Mm. It's like actually so hard. It is really hard. I also feel like sometimes for me, it's like I maybe I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I like put most effort into that when it comes to like having these relationships, and then I don't ever get like what I want back. Yeah, like I don't feel like every anyone else cares, so I'm like, okay, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I feel like I am like this, where like I feel like I try hard to do that stuff in certain situations and then like if i don't get it back it's like okay well yeah i just feel like no one else cares <laughs> yeah i think um i don't mean any offense to this i wouldn't necessarily take your advice right now on trying to make friends i think since mm-hmm. we moved to philadelphia you've been in a little bit of like a not rut but like where you're not doing things like you work and yeah. you travel to work and you've made some good work friends, but like they're work friends and like they live far away. You don't necessarily, I think, like you go to your solid core classes. You love solid core. I don't think you've ever tried to talk to somebody there and no, say, let's go get coffee. You want to yeah. get a drink? I always see you here. Like, you know, like those types yeah. of things. I think, you know, I'm thinking of it a time recently, Julie and I were sitting at one of the restaurants near us sitting it down at like one of the end of the bars and down on the other end was a group of friends that was like our age in the area where we are so it's not and julie's like how do we make friends like that i was like why don't we just go talk to them i know it's and weird it is weird but like you have to do it <laughs> i know well, like that's the thing like when you're with a group of people and then this random couple comes up to you 
how are you going to... Re- I mean, you, because you're the nicest yeah, but person I ever. I don't think it's that weird, because everybody in their late 20s, early 30s, like, is looking for friends, is looking for new people, is looking yeah, for all of that. Yeah, I mean, if you go about it's, it and just, like, hey, where are you guys from? Asking the right questions. Yeah, I think it could be, like... Yeah, but... Okay, here's another example. One of your good friends, older sister, who's, like, the age between you and I, just moved 15 minutes from us. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like, we just saw them. I know we saw them. Yeah. And it was random and lucky that we saw them. It was a good time. It wasn't but like random. it wasn't no, but it was because the other friend was yes. there. And it's like if friends like you've got to be willing to put yourself out there. And I know that also like you looking for friends hasn't been a priority. Yeah. But you have said I'd like some more friends. <laughs> I want us to have a place where we live where we can like actually meet people but yeah that's besides yeah, but, the point. Okay. how to make friends in your late 20s put yourself out there yeah, go I talk don't... go experience everybody else who's it's funny we it's funny. and <laughs> damn it i keep saying that now i cannot i'm that i'm somebody who making friends i don't want to say it's easy for me but like i enjoy that and i like you don't meeting... care if you're turned down at all what, what does somebody just say no sorry i have too many friends <laughs> no. i can't talk right now no, no but, i just but, think somebody... well here's an example there's this person that I've been talking to at the gym. He's awesome. His name is Antonio. He's very handsome. He's covered in tattoos. <laughs> and I've, and then when we were out with, that's attracted to him. When we were out with <laughs> the other couple that we were just talking about, Antonio was there. So I got to talk, go talk to him. Yeah. And it's like, um, yeah, you like me. Like I just met him at the gym. He helped me work out and we just started chatting. And it's like, yeah, you know, the same experience. And I think everybody is looking for, more people and more fun things to do and try and like yeah pat's good at that i don't know everything's about college have you ever been in an unmotivated rut in college not learning just coasting yes i mean 100%. not necessarily just in college i think like yeah well i guess if you're talking about not learning just like going through to go through because you're in college and you have to like go to class and then yeah i don't know if i learned that much in college honestly yeah i think I learned about it, like life. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely like the rut, the whatever, like that's going to come and go so many times in It literally is like every life. other month for me. Yeah. And definitely in college. I mean, when I, when I went to college my first semester, I had a 1.25 GPA. Like and everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh, were you partying some?" No, I didn't even drink then. Like I didn't drink until I was 21. So, I was just there. I was homesick i was depressed i was not making friends i was having all these problems and i was so unmotivated to do anything with school with and it was just terrible and it's just like i don't know what the 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 advice is like i would say go get really physical like focus on working out focus on that like use that to try and get out of your rut yeah but also like those ruts are going to be there for the rest of your life. They're going to keep showing up. You're going to keep getting them and like learning how to avoid them and how to get like yourself out of them is going to be really valuable. Yeah, I agree. How to deal with pre-wedding anxiety. Anxious about saying yes? Probably not. Just, um, I don't know. Honestly, like we didn't really have this, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I definitely I did not. I don't know. I didn't really have like wedding anxiety except for is it going to go on because of yeah, COVID yeah, and like that type COVID. of stuff. I was like, is it and like, is it going to rain? Like that was my yeah. anxiety. I wasn't like, I guess it, there's so many different anxieties to have. Like, is the party going to go well? Like, 
I think in terms of that is like it's it's going to go well no matter what. There might be a few things that go wrong and like that is just out of your control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think a lot of the anxiety, like we had a lot of anxiety around our wedding, but it mostly was like COVID related. It was mostly is it things gonna, that we couldn't control. Because things, yeah. well, yeah, that's what I was going to get to is like. Then you're like, oh, but the weather is this. It's like, can't control it. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Can't, yeah. you know, and th- and that's like not an easy, if you're anxious about, like not an easy, like can't control, you know, whatever. But there's so many parts that you can't control and so many of the things that you are controlling, uh, I hate to say this, they don't matter. Yeah. Because as, and I've like, I've talked about on here before, I come from a huge uh, f- family. I've been to so many weddings. All of the details that like the bride and groom and the families that like help plan, all of the details that like go into it, guests really don't care about. And like that kind of sucks to say because you like spend a lot of money and time on it. Yeah. But like for me, the biggest like thing that was driving anxiety around the wedding is like our guests going to have fun. Mm-hmm. So like we put a lot of effort into like talking to our DJ and like whatever. And like making sure the right music was being played. And then it was like, okay, do we have a big enough dance floor? Where is the dance floor? And where are the bars? Yeah. And like those things go, like people are going to have fun. Like as long as, you know, people are getting some, uh, some liquid in them to help them dance and the music's going. Yeah. Like all the other stuff. And I, I know like some of the anxieties around like the details of the wedding, like they, they can make or break some like pictures or whatever, but like the actual wedding day is not, those things just don't matter nearly as much as you think they do. Yeah. This one's like kind of similar. It's I have 10 slash 11 girls I want as my bridesmaids. Fiance has 12 guys. Help. LOL. Love them all dearly. This is like just small detail where I just like have them all. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be even like, I mean, it just doesn't. I don't know. For us, like those little details, I was like, I do not need it to be traditional. We didn't have any bridesmaids or groomsmen standing with us. Like, yeah, just have them all. Yeah. So for our wedding, I had 12 groomsmen. Julia had six bridesmaids. So it was like a totally, yeah, 12 and seven. Totally like uneven numbers didn't matter. Um, The wedding that I was just in, in... Um, when we were out in California, um, I had to walk out. It was like two groomsmen for our bridesmaid. Yeah, because it was like, uneven. That's, yeah, uneven. Doesn't matter. Also, like, have everybody involved. We had like I had a brides or a girl, one of my closest friends that wasn't a bridesmaid, and we wanted to include them, so we had them do a reading. Like, yeah, you know, like it was. Just, I don't know, the whole thing with the bridesmaids, I almost, like, regret having any because I just, like, the whole term around, like, bridesmaids, it's, like, some of these people might not even be your friends in 30 years. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's just, like, you just, I mean, that's just my personal opinion is, like, life always is changing and I just feel like the whole, like, traditional, like, anxiety around bridesmaids and groomsmen is just so unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely adds, it, like, puts another layer of, like, importance of relationship yeah like, like who's on the, the most day. important yeah, person exactly like, who like, cares like they're all important yeah. to you yeah yeah um okay differences in religion with a partner or even difference differing opinions in morals and ethics i feel like this is two different things yeah differencing of religion is like that's something that julia and i have yeah. um you know we've talked about it we haven't put a ton into it i think we've 
when we talked about it early on, it was like, as long as we're always going to be willing to be open to yeah. each other, then we're fine. Uh, differencing of morals and ethics sounds like an interesting thing and sounds like that could cause some problems if you think yeah. your partner is immoral or just making... Even just different morals. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that is a big deal, I think, because a moral is like... Who you are. That's like the yeah. heart of you. That's like... Yeah. Like, and if you just don't see eye to eye in a lot of that, I think it just kind of calls for a really big conversation. I think there's some things like religion where you could work through mm -hmm. morals and ethics. I think there's a lot of those that honestly, like if Pat and I didn't see eye to eye on a lot of those things, like we wouldn't work. Like it yeah. just wouldn't work out. Like I, it would be hard for me to like be with somebody who doesn't see the same side. And a lot of times we don't see the exact same side, but we're able to like agree with different parts of them and like we can yeah. have different opinions but like at the end of the day we like want the same thing and that's like, what i think difference in morals and ethics could lead to like you just don't agree don't yeah know. yeah morals are hard to change yeah like you're not going to talk somebody in or out of their beliefs with that that's hard i'm trying to think of an example like a moral like i don't know i mean just something simple like stealing I think stealing is morally wrong. If you somehow were like, <laughs> yeah. no way, stealing is how I, like that's human nature to steal. Like right. I'm going to steal all I right, want. Right, like right. that would be hard because then I would think you're a bad person even yeah. though you're. Even though maybe that's just your, well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, or like whatever, you know. Yeah, true. Like. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. We'll just end on this one. All right. Working through still being an individual within a long-term relationship. Mm. Aren't we all? Yeah. Know? It's funny. Fuck. I just said it again. I, that, but that's it's fine. Like We're just going to move on from it. That's we just what you We need to do say. like a count of how many times over the course of this podcast I have said it's funny. Yeah. And you do I'm it a also lot. mad I, at I every this. listener for not DMing me saying, stop saying, saying this. Funny. I don't know. Um, this is another thing that I think we talked about on another episode. Maybe it was another relationship one where we brought up that like each person still needs their own space to do what they want and to mm -hmm. be who they want to be. Yeah. Like it's not who are we becoming? It's like, who am I becoming and who are you becoming together? Yeah. And, um, it's, it's really hard and it, it was really hard for us when we like first moved in together. And again, it was during COVID different world, different blah, blah, blah. But our initial reaction was like, Oh, we're married now. We need to do everything together. Mm -hmm. I go here, you come here. You go there, I go with you. Like everything. I think the best then, thing for any relationship is like fifty percent space. Like fifty percent yeah. do you. Yeah. Like have different things you want to do that your partner doesn't like or doesn't want to do. And then have things that like it's you do things you want to do, you do things your you and your partner want to do, and you do things that only your partner wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it just came to me. When we talked about this was around New Year's this year, because New Year's, we Julie and I did different things. You went yeah. on a girls' trip, and I went on a guys' trip. We both trip. had great times, and we both we had didn't great have times. To be together because it was the new year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and great times. What had great times? Did I say that? We both had great times. Yeah, we did. Does that make sense? I don't know. Okay, but the willingness to like, you know, we had to have that conversation. Like, hey, I feel like I'm losing myself in the relationship, just in who we are becoming as a couple. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, well, I want you to have the space to do what you want to do to become who you want to become to, yeah. you know. 
and I think also, I think this is where like a lot of couples run dry where early on, like you get so motivated by who the other person is mm-hmm. and like they have so much individuality and then they just kind of like, I'm picturing two like slugs, like molding and like running into each other and just like molding into one and then they're like yeah whereas like when it's two individuals that are like living and growing and becoming and like pursuing Mm -hmm. it's like so motivating to each other and i think some of the best couples that like we aspire to be it's like you know both individuals are like running their own path doing what they want to do but at the end of every night, those couples are in bed together and like, yeah. you know, that's where they connect. That's where they, whatever. And and I think also, like, just for your own, like, well-being, like, you want to be doing what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, being able to prioritize yourself in a relationship is so important and not an easy thing to talk about, but. And it's something that like you just have to work on your entire life. Like you have to always be your own person. And like I've kind of realized it's so true like the saying like no one can love you until you love yourself. And it's like that isn't just like a saying that like if you're depressed or if you feel like you're in a bad spot. That's just like always like sometimes I feel like I get upset or like annoyed with Pat being like I don't feel like he's doing this and this. And like maybe it's because I'm in like a weird place with myself or like what vice versa. And it's kind of like – if I can't be, like, 100% this about myself, then, like, he can't either. And I feel like mm-hmm. that just goes with, like, individuality and, like, all of that and kind of, like, always working on it. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Deep breaths. Yeah, we had a lot more, but um, I can't get to all of them. And I always want to go back and read them, but, like, I can never find them in my Instagram. So mm. um, this is every month. So you can always email us um, at hello at love that for you.co and we just save them so email us more you can do it at any time doesn't have to be like when we do these advice columns and yeah that's it for this week you guys i hope you enjoyed that hope you got something out of it hope you answered or hope we answered your question and i hope it was helpful yeah all right see everybody next week bye see ya